0: Welcome to Get Over, the Over at the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for exceptional 21st century living. Uh folks, we've got Von Rashley back with us, and he's talking about his new book, or at least new to me, and that's Mysterious Messages from Beyond. And this book, if you're into like ghost stories, okay, and and finding energy that goes bump in the night. This book is for you. It's fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Beautiful hardcover book with fascinating um, stories in it that is definitely a page turner. Now the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's holding you back, but you guys all know I always ask, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS's belief system. Now, a bit about me for my new listeners, Intuitive Since Birth. I'm a third-generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting-edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence, but they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist, so whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, nesmonickchapman.com. I'm going to invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on LinkedIn. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and give us some stars. Five would be nice. <laughs> okay. So my guest today, um, Von Braschler, is back, and he's the author of several books, including Time Shifts and Manifesting Using Thought Forms to Visualize Real Change. He is a former award-winning journalist and former faculty member at Omega Institute for Holistic Studies. He lives on a small rustic island in the San Juans off the coast of Washington State, and you can check him out on his Facebook page, and that is facebook.com slash B-B-R-A-S-C-H-L-E-R. Welcome back, Vaughn.
1: Thank you, Monique. Thank you very much for inviting me and uh, bless you for the work you do. Oh,
0: well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Love, absolutely love, love, love your um, latest book. But have you ever thought that maybe when you were hearing voices that you were kind of going off the deep end? Or if you shared that story with others, they said you were going off the deep end.
1: Absolutely. I'll be the first one to admit, I thought it was nuts, but mm-hmm. I thought, I thought well, I'm not hurting anybody, so I'll just keep it to myself and maybe the voices will stop and they don't stop. And it's, you know, I mean, I got to the point where I actually checked myself in for two and a half days of, of uh, tests in a, in a hospital. Uh-huh. No, no, rice might've been good, but um, uh-huh. I think the best thing to do would be to sit out on a nice chair out in in the country and take in the fresh air, right? But no, I went into the hospital, which I don't recommend to anybody. And um, they gave me uh, every test they could think of for two and a half days, and there was nothing wrong with me. And then they started like giving me gobs of pills to take to wake up, go to sleep, Uh feel good. And it's like, you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with me. I think there's something in me that wants to listen and I should listen.
0: Mm -hmm. But what do you do when you hear that voice and you realize you're not going crazy and it freaking scares you? I've got four clients right now and all of them are awakening to their intuition. And so they're hearing and seeing and feeling and it scares the bejesus out of them.
1: Uh, Monica, I'm so glad you used the word awaken because I think this is where it really, really begins to have some meaning of a greater uh, scope. It is a great awakening. It's a spiritual awakening. It is a, a human, a divine awakening. It is um, awakening to your inner self, your true self, your spirit essence that's within you that longs to get out, longs to explore and longs to be, well, not ignored. And we keep it all tucked down inside us like, oh, that's not there.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, and, and there, there, is, there, there is a spirit essence, uh, a life force within us, which is our, 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 uh, our consciousness, our, our, our thought form, uh, our conscious thought forms, which we can learn to project and we can use to listen, and we can learn to explore it is a, a new set of eyes, a new set of ears, if we learn to use them.
0: But that's the, excuse me, that's the conundrum, because a lot of people, because they're so fearful, they're afraid to, you know, take that next step to truly understand what's going on. And then it seems if they are um, heavily religious, that it frightens them even more.
1: Yeah. So let's take the religious thing. You know, I'm not Um, going to explore all the religions of the world here. (laughs) You know, because I I know there are so many different takes on this, but Uh let's just look at the, the Christian Bible. I went through it when I did this because I sometimes get on these shows and someone will say, oh, this doesn't sound very Christian to me. Well, I found about three dozen, I forgot the exact number, 35 or something, references in the Old and New Testament of the Bible that refer to learning to listen with new ears and learning to see with new eyes. And, you know, uh, I'll just throw one out from, I think it's Matthew, you have, uh, uh, you have ears, yet you hear not, you have eyes, yet you see not. And I think that there's a mystical interpretation of that, that I think a, a lot of people who are religiously oriented overlook, that there mm-hmm. is a deeper aspect of, of, of spirituality, and it is this. The spirit that dwells within each one of us is our connection to a divine source, and to each other, it is a conscious connection. It is in the, in that sense of connection to the one and the all of creation, um, a higher consciousness. So, so as as to as to the for other part of your question, it's like, what was it? You know, uh, you know, what do you do? I, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. you 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 want to. Um, uh, um, persuade yourself, you know, it it is a, it is a harmonic balance of body, mind, spirit, you cannot begin to uh, explore on a deeper spiritual level um, with new eyes, new ears without reaching an accord, a, a harmonic balance with your physical body, which includes your brain and your mind. And you must assure yourself that first of all, you're not, you're not crazy. And Uh and I remember an early book I wrote when I was trying to explain to people how to see auras, how to see and read the aura. Okay. Uh Like, oh, only special people can read and see the aura. It's like only special people can hear these voices. You know, it's like, you know what, it's like, you know, um, Get, get together with somebody, and it's like what I'm seeing is this. What are you seeing? Uh, what I'm hearing is this. What are you hearing? So I have exercises in this book, you know, to actually learn to listen uh, with other people. You know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it in, involves more than one person sending, if you will, telepathic messages, assuring yourself that yes, you can hear, you can hear sounds inside your head that are nonverbal. But uh-huh. you, you know, tel- telepathy is the way people will communicate. It's the way many animals communicate. I mean, look at your dog and your cat and your parakeet; they're all communicating a non-verbally. You know, it's yeah. not all it's not all body language. You know, it is tel- telepathy, and then and then there's 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 messages that we receive, urgent messages like telegraphs. Uh, uh, telegraph messages from across the world like help me is like call me I need you you know and these are people uh-huh. that usually we have a strong karmic connection to by karmic connection here I'm going to say e- emotional mental body connection but, uh-huh. but but you know spirit communication that's what this book is about spirit communication takes many forms you know I asked my very religious friends I said if 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 God were to speak to you today, would you listen? Would you hear him or her? Would you hear God? If an angel spoke to you today, sat on your on your shoulder and whispered repeatedly, would you hear the angel? Because you're not listening, my friend. My first teacher was a psychic named uh, Louis Gittner, a wonderful psychic author. And he was, you know, so low key. But he said, mm-hmm. there's three things that I want you to learn, God. He said, now, do you want to write them down? I said, no, I'll remember. He said, are you sure? He said, the first first is listen. I said, oh, good, listen. He said, the Mm -hmm. second thing is listen. I said, let me guess. (laughs) The third thing is listen, listen. Yes. So he wrote a book for all of his students would never remember and never wrote it down. Mm -hmm. The book is called Listen, Listen, Listen. It's not a a popular seller because Lewis had just a handful of students and he liked it that way you know, mm-hmm. but but the truth is, we need to learn to listen. There's a lot out there.
0: Yes, there is a lot out there. if We will just pay attention. And it's simple as you can even just sit in your house and look out your window. And if you can see people, you can, you know, communicate with them. But I love what you said about the animals, because um, my doggie Miss Sadie, um, when she wants something, well, she taught me first of all, that she wanted a potty because I have bells hanging on my door. She'd ring the bell and run to the back door so she could go pot. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this is good. And when she wants something else, she will stand in a particular stance and look at me, the eyes get wide, the head cocks to the side. And she's like, did you get it yet? Did you get it yet? Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. And you know, if I tune in I get it and if I'm like in a hurry or rush and don't want to really pay attention she keeps following me around until that happens but what happens bond if you come across a spirit that is not really cooperative like you or a mm. negative one you you know you've tuned mm. tuned in you're looking you're listening possibly even feeling and then the spirit's vibration is a bit low what do you do then?
1: I actually had this problem when I lived in Oregon on a mountain, mm-hmm. and I was being really bombarded by very negative, uh, uh, out, you know, outside sources. Sometimes they would appear to me, and sometimes I simply hear them. Sometimes they would actually try to strangle me. And I really couldn't talk to anybody about this because I was the publisher of a Community newspaper, and I was thought to be a stable person, and I didn't want to go around <laughs> and talking about all my my odd things that happened in my life. So mm-hmm. I so I called my old teacher, you know Lewis Gitner, and I said, "What do I do?" He said, "Vaughn, I'm going to tell you something, and I don't know if you're going to believe me, but I want you to listen." I said, "Yes, I'll listen, listen, listen." He said,
0: "He said, <laughs> he said now
1: he said now really listen to me, and then weigh the words before you respond." He said, "I'm going to tell you that love is the most powerful force in all creation." I said, "Yeah, that's I've heard that." He said, "But it's true. It's true, and I'm going to prove it to you." Now, what you do? They said, "Next time you're getting these attacks, these terrible messages that you don't want to hear, and you want to you want to just like repel them, saying message um, <laughs> message <laughs> not received." What do we do on our phone? He says, uh, uh, uh Uh, do not accept, uh, uh, don't Mm -hmm. accept, you don't want to accept this message. So what you do is, is you, you, you visualize uh, the most perfect, pure love that you can. And then you project it to what you think is that source or that sound or whatever that, you know, whatever is coming to you, you send it back to them. That's your response, pure love. And I said, and then what happens? He said, it's all up to them, my friend. He said, it's no, it's karma free. <laughs> I call mm-hmm. it. I call this the snap, the snapback. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like it's going to snap back on them. So either, either they're going to be reformed by the love, or they're not going to be able to deal with it. It's just going to like just absolutely encork them. You know?
0: Yeah. Fall um, away. Fall away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, you know, um, this is the way thought forms are, you know, as I described in the earlier book, Manifesting, is that when we send thought forms or anyone sends thought forms or conscious conscious thoughts, that they'll either be accepted or they'll be refused. Now, they're going to be accepted if they're acceptable to the receiver. Say, oh, I want to hear that, you know. I mean, I mean, we see this in our, in our politics today. People only want to hear what they want to hear, right? Uh-huh. So so they only want to hear what they want to hear. So it's like, oh, this is, I reject this message. Okay, so you reject the message. So there has to be a certain receptivity of the receiver for the message to be absorbed. And then when it's absorbed, it becomes internalized and part of you in, and it strengthens the message. But it's like, if it's an unwanted message, if it's, if it's a a rather dark force that you don't want in your life. Just, uh-huh. just send it back with love.
0: Yeah. And you know what, folks, as a person who does spirit release therapy, that works. Okay. <laughs> just want to tell you, it might save yourself well, when Lewis, when, Lewis to- <laughs> when Lewis told me, I
1: thought he'd just come back from Disneyland. I thought it sounded <laughs> so Pollyanna, but doggone uh-huh. if it, it doesn't yeah. work.
0: Yeah, it works. I mean, we're here to learn unconditional love. Okay, yes. get it, guys, unconditional. But anyway, Yvonne, um, in your book, you share many, many stories, just about on every topic out there possible regarding spirit communication. You share one particular story about a person who kept calling their cell phone. Could you share that oh, with the audience? This was a strange case
1: of a man who was involved in a California railroad collision. In 2008, Charles Peck was among the people on the Metrolink when it collided with the Union Pacific. It was Mm -hmm. a horrendous crash and it was on the news and boy, oh boy, you know, clean up people can we get, can we rescue anybody? It was a mess, you know, going through the wreckage and his son, Charles Peck's son started getting on his cell phone messages from his dad's cell phone. How did he know it was his dad? Not because his dad spoke to him, but because when he get the call, he would it would identify that it was from Charles Peck. And then, <laughs> and then there would be like there would be like white noise. There would be nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, you know, so he, he, t- he talked to family members about it. Then. And they and then other members of the family started receiving these calls. And in all, the family of Charles Peck received 35 uh, cell phone calls from Charles Peck's cell phone. Wow. So, you know, the family said, look, they told the, the rescue crews, you got to look for my dad. you got to look for Charles Peck because he's obviously alive and he's trapped and he's trying to send out messages, but he's unable to, to, to speak. But he, he's dialing us. Mm-hmm. And he told them about all the calls they got from his cell phone. And so they went and they looked for him and they found him. He was in like the first car and he was one of the first people who were killed. They found the body of Charles Peck, but they never found the cell phone. When they found oh, wow. When they found his body, the, the call stopped.
0: Huh. Okay. So he's like, find me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Find me if you can.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow, that that is fabulous! And um, do you have another favorite story you'd like to share with us?
1: Oh, pump, uh, the story of Pumpkin. Pumpkin was mm-hmm. uh, a a gal in Schenectady, New York. M.J. Karkuro. In two thousand fifteen, she was thinking about her dad, who had been a ham radio operator, and she goes mm-hmm. up in the up in the attic, and she mm-hmm. looks at his ham radio set, which is of course not connected, operational. She sits behind the ham radio, and she thinks about her dad. She thinks intensely about her dad. I think that's the key, she's sending out Uh these platforms. And then suddenly, from the radio, the ham radio, which is disconnected, she hears what sounds like the voice of her father saying, hello, pumpkin. Now, that was a little cute uh, word he used to describe his daughter when she was tiny. huh. So she said, Dad, is that you? Is that you, Dad? And the voice said, yes. He said, are you all right? Are you all right where you are, Dad? Yes. He said, are you with Mother? Is she there? Yes. Is she all right? Yes. He said, wait, wait a minute, Dad. I want to go get my husband. I want him to see this. Well, you, you all, we all want confirmation. <laughs> I didn't just right. imagine this. Now, a lot of times you hear communications in your head, and it's nonverbal. Sometimes it's allowed, It's verbal. So she goes down, brings her husband up in the attic. Says, "No, you got to hear this." He says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." No, no, on the on the ham radio, you you won't believe what I heard. She said, "Sit down." She sits behind the desk again. She said, uh-huh. says. Dad, and he said, hey, Hello, pumpkin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He says, Is that you? Yes, she asked the same questions. Are, uh, are mm-hmm. you all right? Yes, yeah. And mm-hmm. so, you know, her husband said, Yeah, that was your dad. And after they go through the whole litany again of Hello, pumpkin, I'm okay. Yes, yes. You know, the, the, the voice is gone. She never hears from her father again. So I think that the, what is reassuring for a lot of people is that we commonly have this, uh, this occurrence where a loved one, someone very close to us will, will pass. And, and then within usually three days, there, there will be a, a, a very often a visit where you'll see this person mm-hmm. or you hear this person inside your head. Some people mm-hmm. have uh, visualized actually seeing a, a vision of this person, a daydream, if you will. Um, you they'll you know they'll call you on the phone and and usually it's just to say goodbye I love you goodbye that's all it uh-huh. is you know uh-huh. and, and I think this is a very common thing you know um, that people will experience uh, it doesn't sound too ghostly who and it's like like my dad when he when he came by <laughs> he played a gag on me and he stood in the doorway and he said he said hey kiddo I said, <laughs> dad he said, yeah. And I said, you're dead. You can't be here. <laughs> and he said, he said, who told you that, kiddo? And I said, well, yeah, you died. <laughs> he said, ah, it was a terrible gag we played on you. It was your mother who died, not me. I said, dad. He said, gotcha, kiddo. Now, <laughs> the funny thing about this was my dad was not a practical joker. And he and, mm-hmm. and he never called me kiddo. But when he, when he stood in the doorway, he just felt playful. I get that
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was a one-time well, my, deal sorry
0: yeah that's okay go ahead um, my mom did something similar though she didn't do it to me because like dead people freak me out I talked to the dead and everything but it still yeah. freaks me out Amen. so when she passed away my um oldest son uh came and he sat next to me he was actually living home then and um I called him and said, would you sit with me? And he said, okay. So he came out and he sat with me. And within like five minutes of him sitting with me, he's beating his right ear and saying, go away, go away, go away. And what it was, was my mom passed and she came to tell my son that she was okay, not me, because she knew I'd freak out. And he oh. didn't appreciate it. <laughs> okay? oh. Not not at the least, but it, it's very interesting how they just come in to communicate. I usually yeah. get the communication via dreams. You know, yes, that's how I asked for it to come to me, you know, and if
1: people people want these kind of experiences, and they can be very enriching, you know, Mm -hmm. I encourage people to actually explore dream work, that is to say, programming your uh, lucid dreams so that they actually will occur either in a Mm -hmm. daydream, or when you go to sleep, you actually visualizing what you want to dream, and giving yourself the post hypnotic suggestion that when you get into this state, this dream state, it kicks in, you know. It's like an agenda, you know. And it, it dreams can take you anywhere, you know, beyond space and time. It, it is, it is really incredible. And the one thing about this that I think we should maybe mention, as far as loved ones who contact us, it is the assurance that it, it, that life is eternal. You know that, uh-huh. that 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 no one ever really truly dies, uh-huh. and that no one is truly ever really awake so i i, th- I think that you know th- this this whole idea of awakening is a process and it's going to take uh-huh. a lot of us a long 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 time but we were we're kind of in this this transitional phase between you know, being awake and being asleep, and it's like you know, it's like, are you awake? Are you asleep? Well, if you control your dreams, you know, you're going to live more in your dreams than you ever do in your waking hours. You know, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. And, and and you'll you'll see that nothing ever really dies; that life goes on because 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 consciousness can never ever truly die. It is pure energy. Uh-huh.
0: And um, it does go on. And we just, you know, you can go on with it, or you can go on without it. It doesn't, you know, it's, I guess, a personal choice or whatever your soul is expected to learn in this particular lifetime. But um, what about when, um, say someone's finally accepted that they're not crazy, they're opening to the energy, how can they set them up? themselves up to receive the information, you say thought forms, conscious thought forms, how can we get into that state where we, you know, especially if you don't feel that you're intuitive, although I believe everyone is, how how do you get to that state where you can actually receive the information and start to truly believe it's real?
1: Yeah, you need to open up. And it's like, I throw a chapter in here, you know, the exercise is called up. I think learning to listen, or something like that. Uh-huh. It, it okay. is developing new ears and, and new eyes, and 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 part of that is is to actually. Um, do I dare use the word here? Meditate. Get yourself, (laughs) get get yourself because it's a loaded word, right? You know, it Uh sounds so Eastern, you know, but it's like the native Americans meditated really well, didn't they? And and they weren't Hindus. Okay. So I think it's learning to get quiet and still and tune out your, this, this, this monkey chatter that goes on in your mind, learn to still the body Learn to okay. relax the body, get in a very comfortable position. I recommend the dead man pose on your back with your arms and legs extended. You can okay. sit, you can recline, but get still and put your body consciously. Will your body, beginning with your toes up to the top of your head, will your body to get numb, heavy, and dense and go to sleep? And then finally, put your mind to sleep, put your brain to sleep, because you don't want this endless thoughts of concerns of yesterday and worries about what happens tomorrow, to be f- throw, filtering and, uh, you know, nonstop through you. You need, uh-huh. you need to tune out this nonstop, you know, flow line of, of, of mental activity. And when you still the mind, then the consciousness comes uh, alive, come, becomes uh-huh. awake. So the key is to still the body, still the mind. And then allow the consciousness to come uh, uh, awake. It is, it, is, it is true. You first must still the mind. Okay. And now uh, people go endlessly about mindfulness. Please, people, uh. still <laughs> the mind. It's not all about sitting on a park bench and feeling good and feeling blissful. It, no. is, it is about more than that. It is more than that. There is there's, a, there's a, an essential inner self of you that you most of us have never really met or explored. And it longs to be out and see and, 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 and experience things. It longs to grow. We're here to learn and to grow. We're not here to, to eat Cheetos and sit in front of the TV, although I do that.
0: It yeah, is from time to time. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it,
1: it is more than this, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are here for a reason.
0: Yes, and folks, it's about soul growth, too. So, you know, if you want to either stop coming back, get the lessons, or, you know, just be open, just be open to learning. And whatever belief system you have right now, just know that everything goes to the same point. Okay, we just have different pathways to get to get there. Um, Vaughn, our time has gone so quickly, why don't you share with us a pearl of wisdom um, that you would like to share with the audience It could be related to the book or not related to the book, we've got so much going on in the world today.
1: I'll just just throw this out there. We're all on a path of discovery. We're all uh, opening to our inner hero's journey. Our inner hero's journey begins when the spirit within us, our inner self, is allowed to come out and explore. You can do this in many ways, in meditation, in in lucid dreaming. um, But to answer the call, to leave the ordinary world behind. I don't mean quit your job and leave your family, but I mean to actually actually begin this this journey of discovery that is so important. You know, every one of us can be Dorothy, the Wizard of Oz, every one of us. Every one of us can can be uh, uh, going down the rabbit hole, if you will. It is so important that we learn to um, open to the inner hero's journey, because within each one of us is this inner self, which is also the inner hero.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. Thank you very much for sharing. Well, Vaughan, as usual, thank you for being with us today. I greatly um, appreciate it. and I know the audience does too, because people really tune into your shows and to the audience. Thank you for being with us today. Appreciate your time and attention. And everybody remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of spirit communication. Abundant blessings, light, and love to all. Agape.